I said, what a good God we serve. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm, uh, I'm excited about today, and well, I think most of the time I'm excited. But today, I, you know, got some things I want to talk about that um, um, it's because it's Tracy's birthday. That's why I'm excited. It's Tracy's birthday. Tracy, what a girl. Bring it on. Amen. She's ready, she said. Praise God. Well, happy birthday to you, girl. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. It would have been your mom's birthday. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we miss Lori. What a blessing. Yes, yes. How old would she have been? 95. Praise the Lord. Just a young whippersnapper. She's, she definitely is in heaven, isn't she? She can dance on the Because I guarantee you she's a dancing on the streets of gold. She didn't hold nothing back. Praise the Lord. Well, praise God. We're going to go to the book of Joshua today. Joshua chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm going to really talk about really some, some keys or biblical principles that... Um, for succeeding, and, uh, and in context, it's a word of the Lord that came to Joshua. He's now getting ready to take over the reins uh, from Moses, and uh, Moses, of course, has already gone up to uh, Mount Nebo and, and um, went on home to be with the Lord, amen, and uh, the... Uh, He'd already lay hands on Joshua, and of course Joshua um, had been serving uh, for 40 years uh, under Moses. Uh, Joshua, uh, you know, really in a sense, um, he proved his loyalty, you know, not only to his God, not only to uh, his leader, but also to the people of God. Um, he remained true, praise God. He feared the Lord. Amen. He had an honorable spirit. Amen. A lot of things that we know about uh, Joshua, even before he took over the reins, uh, that he had a uh, he he sought God, communed with God on a regular basis. Amen. He was always faithful to go to the tent of meeting and hang out. Even when Moses would leave, he'd stay there. Scripture says he'd hang out there, and uh, he enjoyed fellowshipping with the Lord. And we know that he had a decent relationship with the Lord because even that we're going to read here, the Lord's talking directly to him. Ain't working through no high priest or anybody, just talking directly to him. And, uh, and you see all through this book, um, along the way, uh, God communicating and talking to him. Now, uh, Joshua didn't necessarily do everything perfect. He had a couple little, little missteps, but uh, he got it straight, got it square, and, and uh, got back on track, praise the Lord, and, and had uh, some great victories and ended great. Amen. And, of course, uh, one of the famous... Uh, things in his, uh, you know, when he's a, his final announcement to everybody, or final, really his final uh, uh, message to all the people before they all kind of went to their own lands and their own places and, and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, he, a famous statement, and as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. And uh, which uh, we might actually look at that verse before we're done here today. But what we have here for you today is in chapter one is really, uh, we're going to go through the first nine verses. 
And uh, really, it's um, God giving him instruction, just some keys, so that he can have some, the word says, good success. Amen. Now, what he's looking for here is, amen, he's going to take the people into the promised land. And uh, how many know that you have a promised land? Now, how many know it's not talking about heaven? Sometimes that, there's a little bit of mis... You know, people think, well, that's my promised land. No, because you don't have any enemies in heaven. And there's no warfare going on in heaven. Come on. So uh, the promised land is a, is a type or a picture of uh, a successful life in God. Amen. And along the way, you have battles here and there. You have to make a stand once in a while. Amen. But you can live in victory. Come on. Live in triumph. Amen. Every day uh, because uh, you're called to it. Praise God. But that doesn't mean that you're excluded from, uh, you know, an enemy who's trying to mess up your day. Amen. But what you do have in God is the powerment. Amen. You have the Word. You have the Spirit of God, the armor of God. Come on now. You have all the tools necessary to win no matter what pressure, no matter what attack, no matter what the enemy's trying to bring your way, you still are called to Win. He's given you the victory, and He's leading you in all triumph, the Word says. Praise the Lord. So uh, we're, get, we're trying to gain, uh, you know, our promised land, so to speak, our victory in areas of life. So what we have here today is really a list of things that works no matter what we're dealing with. I guarantee it works. All right? And uh, so let's look at it here. We're going to read the first nine verses. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. That is the shortest eulogy you will ever see. <laughs> Sometimes that's to be, you know, you think about funerals, that's that'd be this, you know, now we can go home, you know, or whatever. But uh, anyway, so we're talking about Moses. And he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Okay, let's get on now. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites uh, to the great uh, see toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong. He repeats it. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper or succeed Right wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Everybody say good success. Good success. Have I not commanded you? Third time he says it. Amen. How many know this isn't just some friendly suggestion? Come on now. This is a commandment. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Praise God. 
Amen. What we have here is some keys that, uh, uh, to gaining our promised land or to having good success. Uh, that word good success there in verse 8 is uh, sakal, okay, it's S-A-K-A-L, and it just means having the desired effect, amen, to achieve the right results or to gain a favorable outcome. That's what success means, amen. So what we're trying to do is do just that. We're trying to get a desired effect, right, to achieve a result, amen, to have a favorable outcome. Are you with me? So what you have here is some keys. And what we're going to do is we're going to go back, verse 1, and every verse here I'm going to give you a key out of it. And uh, I, believe there's one in, I believe there's more than even just uh, one per deal. But I think uh, uh, for the most part, uh, if you will take these and just, uh, you know, you know, meditate on them, I guarantee you, uh, you're going to find that this works. No matter what you're trying to gain, what you're trying to succeed at, amen, this works. So the first one we have here, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua. Everybody say, the Lord spoke. The Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Okay, So he spoke. Okay, The first thing that we have, here's the key, is you're going to have to stay attentive. How many know God's trying to talk to you? Amen. See, the first key to anything, amen, years ago, uh, several years ago, a a minister friend of mine, uh, we were at a minister's conference, and and, um, his boys came. He brought his boys uh, to the meetings, and uh, we had, uh, we were down having breakfast or something, and, and, um, you know, he said, hey, Pastor Jerry says, I got my boys here, and and he said, I want want you to tell them what is the top three key things that they need to know as men of God. Well, number one. Hear God. Okay, they're like, okay. Number two, hear God. Number three, hear God. It's key. That's where it starts. If you ain't going to hear God, you're probably going to stumble around, and you're probably not going to have good success in areas of your life. Come on, somebody. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can just roll the dice and hit hit a lucky seven or whatever once in a while. Come on, somebody, or something, you know. Snake eyes or whatever they call it, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And I'm, I just really impressed you with that, didn't I? Anyway, don't know much about all that stuff, but all I know is, uh, you know, you could, you could just roll the dice, play the cards, whatever, you're doing, and every now and then hit something. Every now and then you can be lucky. But we don't live our life by luck. We don't live our life by rolling dice. We don't live our life uh, by some playing some card. Amen. We live our life by hearing from heaven. Amen. And the word says this in, in John 10, that his sheep, that's you and me, his sheep know his voice. They hear his voice and they follow his voice. And it goes on to say, and the voice of a stranger. In other words, or the voice of another they will not follow. Amen. So it is key to follow his voice. Psalms in 37, I think I gave you that reference, didn't I? Uh, says this, that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. The steps, everybody say steps. There's always steps to take, and it says that the steps have been ordered by the Lord. All right? And what that means, literally, if you, as you break that down and look at that in Hebrew, it breaks down and literally like a military command. God gives an order, and then you take the step. Amen. See, God is looking for you to come here. The word even says daily. Today even it says, today if you'll hear his voice. Amen. Which means daily if you will hear his voice. Amen. Then take those steps and you might be amazed at how you end up in the right place at the right time. 
Amen. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, Jesus was so good and he did everything right and never had a failure, never had a mistake. It's because every day he chose to first go here from heaven. And we have a witness all through the Gospels where he would take time and get alone with God to hear the agenda for the day. You know, some of you have these things on your phones and, and these, they used to, what do they call them, day, day planners. You can see I never use them. But anyway, these day planner things, you know, nothing wrong with them. So I'm just, you know, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we put stuff on our day planner and bless God, we're going to go by that. Well, it would be good to let God help you fill out your day planner. Come on, somebody. Now, listen, we all know you got things to go, things to do. You got school, you got work, you got kids, you got put food on the table, you got things you got to get done. We get all that, and God understands all that. Amen. But it just works better when you let God lead you and guide you. Amen. Jesus was successful because he was led by God. Amen. And that's what Jesus said. He said, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it. Amen. And that's why it worked, praise God. Jesus didn't always walk on the water. Sometimes he actually slept in the boat. Come on, somebody. Sometimes he rode across in the boat. Amen. He didn't raise every dead person from, uh, you know, he didn't interrupt every funeral. But he did raise up some. He didn't even heal everybody. There were certain times where it said he went in and healed them all. But there were some times he went into a situation and he literally went right into a sick area and he healed one person and walked right back out. We have witness of that time and time again. The reason being is, is because he heard. He was attentive. Amen. He heard God. Amen. And then followed him. Amen. So the first one is to stay attentive. Listen up. Give an ear to this. Praise God. Amen. I think it's uh, uh, Proverbs in 3. And it talks about, you know, trusting the Lord with all your heart and leaning not on your own understanding. And it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And what? He says he will direct your steps or your paths. Amen. Praise God. So God wants to direct your paths, direct your steps. Praise God. So it starts off being, being attentive. Give an ear. Amen. Don't get so busy that you don't stop once in a while and acknowledge God and give an ear toward God. Amen. Are you still with me? Somebody said, well, I, I can't hear from heaven. Well, if you'd settle down and calm down, come on, somebody, you might be amazed at what you can hear. Come on. And sometimes you know you're hearing it and you're just ignoring it. Come on, somebody. That happens. Okay, that's a whole other sermon there. But anyway. Uh, we want to follow God. Amen. But it starts with being attentive. Amen. So look at your neighbor and say, stay attentive. Praise God. Amen. I wrote a statement down in mine, and that's, you know, worthy of, of looking at. But uh, it just says this, you know, don't take a step expecting God to bless it. Instead, listen for the blessed step. Because a lot of times that's how we live our life. We'll go out there and do whatever we want to do, and then we think, you know, God needs to bless it. No, if you're in the wrong place, it, it probably ain't going to have a blessing on it. And nobody wants to be anywhere without the blessing. Can I hear a big amen? You know, Joshua found this out, okay, the hard way in a couple places uh, in the book. If you kind of read further on, you know, they go in there and they take Jericho. And, they do, and that whole thing started with just taking a just simple instruction. March around the city once the first day. 
Do it again the second day. Do it again the third, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth day. On the seventh day, you march around that city seven times, and when you're done, you shout out a victory shout, blow those trumpets, and the walls will come tumbling down. Now, how many know what they did? They did exactly that. That was a simple instruction. They didn't even have to try to break down the walls. They didn't have to try to climb the walls. Come on, somebody. They didn't have to break down the doors. They didn't have those catapult things to try to burn them out. They, none of that stuff. They just marched around the city. Amen. And on the seventh day, those walls dropped. Now, the next day, there they are heading to the next city. Praise God. A little AI, a little, little place like Terrebonne, not very big at all. And they thought, heck, you know, they had, he received some instruction and, and just some counsel from somebody else. You know, we, we don't know sense having everybody go in there. We'll just, just a few of us go in there and take these guys. We'll, we'll take them out and, 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 you know, we'll get us a victory. And not everybody has to sweat on this one. We'll just, and they never did hear from God, never did follow God, had a mishap. Of course, something happened back in the, you know, in Jericho. And if you kind of, you know, Achan was Achan. Anyway, we're moving right along. But anyway, uh, the point is, praise God, if he would have just got quiet with God, God would have talked to him about it. He didn't, and this whole thing, they kind of came back with a tail between their legs. Come on. Got embarrassed, lost some lives, and, and Joshua got mad at God. He said, what the, what the? Huh? He said, I'll tell you what's up, son. You got sin in the camp, boy, and you got problems. And if you'd have listened, you wouldn't have lost any lives. You could have handled this thing before we went in there. So they kind of got their ducks in a row, got everything all squared away, praise the Lord. Went back in there and took out AI and had 31 consecutive victories after that. I don't care what you're playing. That's good, that's good playing right there. Come on. So anyway, you know, if he would have heard God, he might not have had that mishap. He wouldn't have, you know, went to get counsel. Another thing he'd messed up on a little later down the road these guys called the Gibeonites. These guys, man, they were pretty smart. They knew what was going to happen. They knew their city was, is, you know, one of them, the next one's down, and there's no way we're going to be able to stand, stand against the Israelites. It ain't going to happen. So they, they played a trick on, on the Israelites, and they put on a bunch of grubby clothes and, you know, and, uh, you know, moldy bread and all kinds of stuff and all this stuff, trying to make it look like they came from a long journey. They were just down the road. They come in going, oh, praise the Lord. I'm glad it's you. We've come a long, long way to make covenant with you. And they thought, well, isn't that cool? Thumbs up emojis. So they went and made covenant with the Gibeonites just only to find out that give their town was just kind of a couple towns down is all. Come on, somebody. And now, because they're in covenant, now they got to protect them and not remove them. Come on, somebody. And it all came down to this, all right? He didn't take, and God even said, you didn't hear from me. You didn't take my counsel. Come on, somebody. So the point being is that it would always, first and foremost, be attentive to what God's saying. You might be amazed at how many scrapes you, you keep yourself out of, how many issues you keep out of, how many problems you stay out of. You might be amazed at how many miracles you won't need to have if we follow God. Amen? So look at your neighbor and say, stay attentive. Praise God. 
spend a little longer on that one than I wanted to. But anyway, verse 2. Let's look at verse 2 here. All right. All right. So the first one, stay attentive. Next one, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Praise God. Now, how many know things sometimes change and get different once in a while, right, as you're moving along? What's happening here, it's a change of, a change of reigns right now. Moses is no longer here. You're now the one that's got to take it. Moses couldn't take him into the promised land, but you're taking him into the promised land. Things are different here, all right? And you're going to have to do things the way I tell you to do things. Are you still with me? Come on. Now, every time, anytime you make a decision to go bigger, go better, go different, how many know it expects, there's an expectation of change. It has to happen. Amen. So here's my next one, all right? First one again, what is stay attentive. Next one is stay pliable. You're going to have to stay pliable. Anytime you're growing in God, moving forward in God, you know, this is a year of empowerment, a year of growth and development. And you can't even remotely think that you're going to grow in God without some kind of change. Somebody said, well, God loved me just the way I am. Yes, he does. He loved you just the way you are, but he don't leave you the way you are. Amen. And you ain't never going to find that in the book where he says, and I'm just going to leave you just like, no, never. He will accept you and receive you the way you are. But he will, I guarantee you, change you. Amen. Yeah. So you got to be okay with some change. Joshua, you got to be okay with some change here. You're not going to be able to lean back on Moses here because he's not here now. All right? So you're going to have to continue to lean on the voice of God. Amen. And amen. So you're going to have to be pliable. Amen. A verse I put up, I put Isaiah 43. Let's just put that up there. Verse 18 and 19 says this. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Verse 19, please. Behold, I, do, I will do a new thing, right? Uh, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will, uh, uh, pardon me. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Praise God. And the point just being is that, you know, it's just no different than, than your life here. You're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Praise God. Amen. You're going to have to be ready for some kind of transition and change. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, change may not always be easy. But change is necessary. You know, the guy, they, I think they always define insanity as trying to get a different result by, uh, by doing the same thing over and over and over again. And they call that insanity, I guess. But in all honesty, it is silly. Amen. You want something different in your life, well, you ain't going to be able to just keep doing the same thing. There has to be some kind of transition and change, and you have to be okay with that, praise God. Amen. The Word even says you go from glory unto glory. You go from faith to faith. You go from strength to strength. Grace upon grace. All of it's talking about transition. It's talking about development. It's talking about change. Are you still with me? Amen? Hallelujah. Last week we talked about you know, some things, or last couple weeks actually, about, about renewing the mind, and then comes transformation. Amen. That's all about change. Amen. Hallelujah. So, God's good. Amen? Amen. All right. So, uh, stay attentive. Stay pliable. All right. Here's another one now. Verse 3. Even It says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, which means you can't just stand still. You're going to have to move forward here, Joshua. Come on now. You're going to have to be able to move forward. So here's the next one, all right? Stay assertive, all right? You're going to have to be assertive. 
Okay? In other words, all it means is be, have this go forward, take ground mentality. You should always be that way. Come on now. We're talking about receiving your promised land. Well, you've got to be willing to move toward it. Well, everybody wants the blessing. Everybody wants the promised land. Yeah, man. Well, you've got to move forward, man. You can't just sit there and expect somehow that land to move toward you. You're going to have to move toward it, praise God. And you're going to have to be willing to do that. He said, but he gave a promise. He said, if you will go, every place the sole of your foot treads, it'll be yours. But you're going to have to tread. You're going to have to move forward, praise God. So in the same thing with our lives, same thing with our walk in God, same thing. Amen. I mean, I don't care what kind of area of life you're dealing with, what you're thinking about, what you're moving towards, or want better or want different. I mean, it, it's the same thing. You've got to be willing to move forward. You say, well, I want my marriage better. Well, it's, it's you've got to have to have a move forward. And that didn't mean move out. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Move forward in this. That means, you know, you might have to take some steps. Amen. You might have to make some, you know, some change, right? And then be willing, praise God, to keep moving forward in this thing. Sometimes, you know, this right here, this principle right here has saved my bacon so many times, I can't even tell you how many times. I, you know, you get in the middle of something going on, you're thinking, oh, man, all hell broke loose, everything's going bad, oh, my gosh, everything's going south, I don't know what am I going to do. And all you know to do is just put another foot in front of the other. There was an old, uh, uh, years ago, an old, what is it, all them little, animation type cartoon things of Santa Claus. You put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking out the door. Guess I could have came up with a better song. But anyway, the point is you just keep moving forward, praise God. Sometimes in, your, in the things of God, it's just a matter of keep moving Forward, praise God. Don't just stand around and do nothing. Amen. You got to move forward. Take ground. Because every place that the sole of your foot treads, amen, has been given unto you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So uh, stay attentive, stay pliable, stay assertive. I put Philippians 3.12 up there. Praise God. Just says this. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected. Hallelujah. But what? I press what? I press on. Amen. I may not have done everything right. I may not have all the answers yet. I may not have everything laid out. Come on. Some people are waiting. You know, they won't even pull out of the garage till all the lights are green. That's the truth. Some people just will not move forward. They want all the conditions perfect. Well, it ain't always going to be perfect. So you still got to move forward. I, I press forward that I might lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Amen. In other words, I'm going to grab my call, my purpose, and, and move forward. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So stay attentive, stay pliable, stay assertive. Here we go. Here's the next one, verse 4. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites. Everybody say Hittites. Them pesky Hittites, I tell you. Uh, the land of the Hittites, and to go, uh, pardon me, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Somebody said, well, what can you get out of that? Well, it's very obvious, the Hittites. You may come in contact with Hittites. Them pesky Hittites. We've all seen Hittites. We've all experienced Hittites and a bunch of otherites. But anyway... Hittites. What are Hittites? Well, uh, you know, they, the word Hittite actually means terror or to terrorize by intimidation. 
one of their tricks of the Hittites, they were a bunch of terrorists. Hello. And they would try to somehow bring terror by, yeah, bring fear, another word for it, amen, by intimidation. All right? So the point is, is that you have to understand when you move forward in God, it doesn't mean the enemy just goes, oh, shucky darn. Man. No, you got to remember you have an enemy. Amen. The word says not to be ignorant of your enemy. Come on, somebody. But the word also brings out not to be intimidated by your enemy. Amen. You're not ignorant, nor are you intimidated. So you have to keep moving forward, but you have to understand with every opportunity comes opposition. In fact, uh, put that uh, 1 Corinthians 16 up there on the board, if you will. This is what Paul said, For a great and effective door has opened to me. In other words, doors of opportunity have opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. There's adversity, all right? Now, we're not going to give the devil any glory, but you just have to understand that it, just because there's an opportunity or just because you're now walking in your promised land to a degree, amen, don't mean there ain't going to be pressure. Don't mean there ain't going to be something you have to stand against or make a stand for. Are you still with me? It doesn't. Sometimes we think, well, you know, I thought when I gave my heart to the Lord, I thought the devil would get off my back. No, it just got worse, dude. And we say, well, I wish you would have told me that before I got saved. Well, at least now being saved, you have all of heaven's resources at your disposal so you can whip on this enemy, come on somebody, instead of being whipped by him. Are you still with me? So be it, stay attentive, stay pliable, stay assertive, and here's the, this one, stay aware. Be aware, all right? Don't be ignorant of the fact that the enemy's out there, all right? But don't be intimidated either. You still with me? Amen. Praise God. So stay aware. Understand there's always going to be some kind of pressure out there or some kind of opposition. All right? Just understand who you are. Make your stand. Amen. Never back down. Never let them see you sweat. Come on, somebody. You move forward. Keep taking ground. Don't let him intimidate you. Instead, if anything, maybe you do a little intimidating. I don't know. I mean, he ought to be screaming every time you wake up. I'm talking about your enemy, right? Somebody says, well, I'm not really there yet. Oh, okay, well, let's move toward that. Amen. Praise the Lord, right? One guy said one time he was all kind of, he's in a body cast, and he's in the hospital bed and all traction. That's it, you know, traction, you know. And some brother came in, a brother in the Lord came in and says, have you rebuked the devil, brother? He says, I ain't no condition to antagonize anybody. <laughs> Some people think that's the way it works. You know, I'm not going to, you know, but you have to understand, you have authority over your enemy. Amen. And so what he tries to do, he tries with, through intimidation to get you to back up. And the word says he comes as a roaring lion. Didn't say he is one. In fact, Proverbs brings out he's tooth. Your enemies have had their teeth knocked out, it said. So he's a toothless old bearcat. Right? Coming as 
a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And every time I read that, say, he may not hear. So we're not ignorant of how he works, and neither are we intimidated by him. So be aware. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, stay aware. All right, praise God. Verse 5, let's go back, okay? No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you, praise God. That's another good promise, isn't it? Now, there's a lot you can get out of this verse, but here's the one I'm bringing out because I feel like, um, you know, it's, it's worthy of, of looking at it this way. He's telling them, listen, nobody, if you will just keep moving forward and do your thing, not be intimidated, nobody will be able to stand against you. I'm with you. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Right? So that's a promise. So the point is this, we have no excuses. So he's telling Joshua, there's no excuse here. You ain't going to be able to go down the road and say, well, you know, God forsook us and God left us and God didn't have our back. And Remember? But that was the opportunity there at Ai. He's like, God! Where were you? He goes, I was hanging out back over here and where you should have been. But you decide you're all going to run off on your own and do your own thing. There's a way that seems right into a man. But it ain't right. It just seems right. And that ends up in a way of death or down death, destruction, ruin alley or whatever. Hello, somebody. And nobody wants to go down that road. So the bottom line is, you know, you have to, there's no excuses here. One brother said it this way. He said, excuses are the nails used to build the house of failure. You can sit all day long and make excuses for everything. Or you can just take the promises of God and move forward, praise God. So here's the next one. Stay accountable. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, stay accountable. That's a big one. That's a big one for church folk. Come on now. That's a big one, right? I mean, and remember now, you can't, you can't lose sight of all of them. Stay attentive, stay pliable, stay assertive, stay aware, stay accountable, praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know, what did I give you, Philippians 4 or something like that? Was that it's just a common verse. I can do all things, what? Through, I can do all things. It didn't stop there. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Depending on your translation, some of it says, which strengthens me, which is talking about really Christ. How many know that's not his last name? Christ just means anointed one or anointing. So through the anointed one or through the anointing, I can walk with strength. Come on, somebody. And I can do everything and anything he leads me to do, praise God. And that's the implication, praise God. Look at your neighbors, say, stay accountable. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there's no excuse for a lack of progress. Are you with me? No excuse for a lack of progress. And anytime you make excuses, all it does is keep you in your current condition. You never move forward when you're making excuses. So there's no room for it. So he's letting it be known, Joshua, we've got no room. Nobody's going to be able to stand before you. So if you just keep moving forward, nobody will be able to stand before you. I am with you. I will not forsake you. Come on, I will not leave you. All right? And we have that same promise, by the way. Excuses. Uh, are there to justify or exempt us from moving forward. Just another statement there. 
excuses uh, help us uh, avoid accountability. And we're not to avoid accountability. We're supposed to stay accountable. Still with me? Just things that just, you know, um, oh, I, I, I kind of wrote down oh, years ago, heard it, you know, it's easier to lose than to win. It is. It's easier to lose. It's easier to be skeptical than successful. It's easier to be unbelieving than believing. Now, it never has good results, but it's easier, listen, it's easier to conform than transform. Because all you have to do is nothing. Right? So, you know, because that's what happens. See, we, we, it gets easier to lose. So we, we just don't do what we should do. And then we make up excuses why it can't happen, won't happen, didn't happen. In the meantime, you get nowhere. And yet we're accountable for that. You're not going to, does anybody think for one second you're going to be able to stand before the master, which we will, someday along the line, I don't know how it all goes down, everybody kind of has their ideas, but ain't nobody going to stand before the master and go, (laughs) you know, it would have worked if I could have, or they would have, or he would have, or you would have, how many know? Ain't nobody going to get away with any of that because everything that you need to get the job done is at at your disposal. Amen. Still with me? Now, again, I didn't say it was going to be easy, but it's necessary. Amen. And so we have to be willing to move forward, praise God, hallelujah, and not make up excuses, praise God. So, again, praise God, stay accountable, praise God. So here they are again, right? Stay attentive, stay pliable, stay assertive, stay aware, stay accountable. Verse 6, please. Here we go. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people, now get this, for to this people, now he's kind of, now we're not even looking at out there now. We're looking at what he's got to deal with here when it's all done. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Everybody say, be strong and have good courage. So this next one is stay encouraged, okay? Now, stay motivated, it means, or enthused, right? 1 Samuel 30, put that one up there, if you will, Micah. <clears throat> says this, I think it was Micah back there, yeah. Hallelujah, it says this. Remember that now when, Jesus, oh, pardon, when David came back to Ziklag with his posse, come on, somebody, they all come back, all these mighty men, and they come back to Ziklag to be with their families after you know, a, a battle and, and come to find out the city's burnt down and their, their families are gone and all their possessions are gone, all their animals are gone, anything that had any value to it's gone. And the men were, it says, greatly distressed. Well, actually, earlier, earlier verses it says, but David got greatly distressed. Why? Because they were all worked up. They were all bummed out. They were all sad. They were all grieving. And they spoke then of stoning him. Why? Because he's a leader. What do we do? Well, nothing else to do but kill the leader. That's right. Well, he could have said, you know what? I'm, I'm out of here. Stage left. Or he could have picked up the sword because of who he was. Come on, somebody. Said, you remember this sword? Remember whose head I took off? I'll take yours off. You come at me. He could have done that. He didn't do that. He didn't run. Come on. What did he do? The word says this. Amen. David strengthened himself 
in the Lord his God. So regardless, remember David was also, he'd also lost his family. Come on. So not only had he lost everything, but all the other men now are talking about killing him. So yeah, that's, that's a lot of pressure. I don't know. I just thought, you know, that's, that's probably a bad day. That would probably go down as a bad day, or at least the start of one. So David made a decision to strengthen himself in the Lord, to encourage himself at least, to, amen, to draw, amen, strength, amen, in the Lord. So Joshua, he's telling Joshua in verse 6 again, to be strong and have good courage. In other words, stay encouraged. Amen. Do what it takes to stay motivated, enthused, encouraged. Amen. Do what it takes because you're going to need it. And you think about, he's talking about dividing up the land as an inheritance. Well, you stop and you think about it. That you would, you would need to really know who you are in Christ. Because it's not, in fact, it probably is easier to go take the land than it would be to divide the land amongst people. Because, I don't know if you've ever been involved, uh, we had one time, one piece of property that, you know, attached to somebody else, and somehow, I guess, when I, was, when I bought the land, I assumed, well, they told me, this is the property line. So I, you know, I piled all my, my stack of lumber or whatever it was there, and, oh, I found out later, no... That is not your land. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it ain't. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it ain't. Oh, yes, it is. What are you doing? Trying to be a preacher. So we had to go down and find out where the property line was. And he was right. They told me wrong. So I'm glad it didn't go anywhere. But I'm thinking just two people talking one property line. And then you got stuff like, how come he gets by the river? How come he gets all the good land? Oh, you're prejudiced. Uh-huh. Racist. Yeah, that's what you are. Yeah. Somebody say, what? Wouldn't you think being strong and of good courage would be a necessary thing right about now? Are you hearing me? We could come up all day long and have things just when you start talking about property lines. Property lines. So he says, what? Stay encouraged. Amen. Do what it takes to stay encouraged. Keep yourself fueled. One uh, translation says this in Romans 12. Uh, don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled and aflame. Stay enthusiastic. Stay uh, aglow and burning with the Spirit. Come on, somebody. Be fervent in spirit. What does that mean? That means 
Keep your tank full, man, because you're going to need it at times, right? Now, this wasn't even talking about enemies. This is talking about his own people. There's a few folks in the church I wish you'd stay fueled. <laughs> keep your tank full. Let other person, I know, but you got to keep your tank full because you're going to do something stupid. Somebody says, well, no. Listen, why is he telling Joshua this? Does it make, have you ever just, I mean, read, sometimes we speed read things. And we just, oh, that's cool, and move right on. Why is he telling Joshua this? Because Moses didn't keep his cool. Moses didn't get to go into the promised land because he didn't keep his cool. With his own people. We haven't seen the enemy yet. I got to sit next to this guy. <laughs> you might as well get along because, you know, I don't know how the marriage supper of the lamb's going to go down, but you probably have to sit next to that person anyway and say, pass the taters. I mean, I don't know. But you get all worked up in a huff about people, and it isn't worth it. Just keep your tank full and love people and move on. In fact, they might have a mansion right next to you in heaven. I just depressed a lot of you. I just saw it. God, no. I've already had to live next to them. Not no more. I'm just saying, amen. Keep your tank full, right? Stay encouraged, amen? Look at your neighbor and say, stay encouraged. All right, verse 7, let's get going here. Verse 7, here we go. Verse 7, only, he repeats it, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law or all the word which Moses, my servant, commanded you. In other words, the things that you heard, amen, we got to do this, right? But it said this, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Why? Well, that you may prosper wherever you go, that you can succeed, amen, have success wherever you go. So here's the part we're pulling out of this one. Do not turn from it from, to the right or the left. In other words, stay resolute about some things. There are certain things that you know this is what you do. Or you know you stay clear of that. Or you know this is where you're going. Or you know this is the call. Or you know this is uh, you know, the, the assignment at hand for you. Amen. Stay resolute about it. Amen. There are some things maybe you don't, you're not totally aware yet what you should or shouldn't. There's still a question mark there. But there are some things, there are no question mark. The pressure's on and you want to quit. Or the pressure's on and you want to back up. Or this thing here you don't like. Or, or I don't like to be doing this next to this person. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. Well, you know, there ain't enough resources, so I guess we can't. No, 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 none of that. God will provide and help and, and encourage and do and be and all. Come on. Everything's at your disposal. So you, you, can't, you can't back up on the assignment. You can't back up on the calling. You can't back up on those things he's already talked to you about. Be resolute about it. Stay fixed, fixed of mind about some things. Amen. And really, it's a kind of the balance. You know, early on, we talk about being pliable, right? When God starts changing and doing it, but once God gives you clarity on what to do, now stay re resolute about it. 
All right, this is where we're going. This is where we're headed. God said, do this. All right, that's what we do. Until he makes another change and says, now, do this. Bang, we do that. Amen. So, amen. Don't turn, amen, from it to the right hand or to the left. Why? So that you can succeed, so you can prosper in some things. You might just be, you know, it's like, um, I think I read this, oh, it must have been last week or something, or the week before or something, um, talking about uh, sometimes we, we don't even realize some of the biggest mistakes are just the fact that if we just went a little bit longer, we would have got our breakthrough. Some of the biggest mistakes is that we quit too soon. Instead of just stay with it. Stay resolute about some things. Amen. Does God ever give you a promise? Maybe concerning something about, maybe about other people, for, for instance. Maybe about a relationship or something to do with your, your kids or maybe just something that, you know, a desire of your heart he talked to you about. You know, it, t- it pays to stay resolute about that. He spoke that. He said that to you. Now lock on to it. Stop being moved by everything else. Stop being moved by how you feel or how it looks for the moment. Stay resolute about some things. Amen. Have some conviction. That'll be a sermon right there. Right? Are you still with me? I put uh, the verse that we should all, you know, Joshua 24, put that verse 15 up there. And if it seems evil or seems that word there, if it seems that word there, it literally means if it seems pointless to you. That's what it means. If it seems evil or pointless to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served on, um, that were on the other side of the river or of the gods of the Amorites. Everybody say Amorites. And whose land you, you now dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, right? And you think, you know, this whole thing, he's addressing the people of God. He, he, come on, this is his last address to them. And he just says, listen, if, any, if you ever come over to my place, I'm still serving God. So what's going to be? He says, so I want you to keep serving God. Make a choice today. And they were like, buddy. And they literally argued with him. They were like, really, Joshua? You think we turn our back on God? And he goes, Yeah. I do. Seen it, been there, done it, bought the T-shirt. We, went, we wasted 40 years in a wilderness because of this thing. So he says, listen, I'm warning you right now. Amen. Stay anchored. Don't back up. Don't quit. Stay locked on your love for God. Stay locked on the calling of God. Stay locked on your service for God. Stay locked on. Now, the reason I said the Amorites is because there's some moreites. Except these are differentites. Amorite means this. It's, it's worthy of looking at. It means mountaineer or highlander or uplander. So most of the people think, well, they're mountain people. Well, it doesn't just mean that. It means prominence. Supreme, significant, pompous, up, upward. So he's talking about these, said, the gods of what your fathers used to serve, or even these Amorites. Amorites? Yeah. In other words, he's saying this, you've never had it so good. You've never lived in this kind of land. You've never had this kind of, uh, you know, 
kind of significance. You're living in the you're living in the hills now, buddy. You got the mountain views. You're looking over the valleys. You got all the goods. You got all the stuff. He says, so listen, it's a different ball game now. You got all this stuff now that you didn't have before. So I'm warning you, don't serve the gods of your fathers in the past years and don't serve these others. Keep your head right. Listen, it's worthy of bringing out. You know why it's worthy of bringing out? Because as a child of God, you're called to a blessed life. And I have seen more people turn from God because of the blessing. Yeah, they give in to idolatry and pretty soon everything else is more important. And God, who's the one that gave you that? Who's the one that blessed you with that? And yet now you're too busy with that? Or now it's of higher importance than the one that gave it to you? That's what he's trying to tell him. He said, I'm warning you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We, we might look back at dad and say, I would never do what dad does. But he said, I'm telling you right now, you've never had it so good. So I'm giving you a fair warning right now. Keep your head right. Stay resolute. Stay locked on. Keep serving God. All right, you with me? All right. Again, maybe spend a few more minutes on that. I needed to, but I think it's worthy of bringing up. Verse 8, back in Joshua 1 again. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Are you glad you came out on a Sunday morning? I'm glad you came out on a Sunday morning. All right, we're just about done here. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You, uh, why? That you may observe to do. Everybody say to do. Hallelujah. To do according to all that is written in it. For then, you. In other words, if you do these things, what things? Well, if you, have, if you keep it in your mouth, if you keep meditate on it day and night, and you're willing to do it, come on. If you're willing, praise God, to talk it, think it, walk it. If you will do that, you then, the person that thinks it, walks it, talks it, come on somebody, you will make your way prosperous. Literally means productive, means profitable, fruitful, gainful. Literally means to push one forward. And then it says you will have that good success. Amen. So here's this one, all right? Stay productive, okay? So let's, let's go through them real quick. Stay attentive, stay pliable. Stay assertive, stay aware, stay accountable, stay encouraged, stay resolute, stay productive, all right? So that the only way to stay productive, come on, is you're going to have to, you're going to have to get this word coming out your mouth, not just any words, the things he says, right? Remember, that's your confession. Uh, 1 Timothy uh, 6 talks about, amen, that you're to lay hold of that life you're called to and you're to confess the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Come on, somebody. And the word confession means, I mean, same word. Literally, homos logia, which means same word or covenant acknowledgement. You acknowledge your covenant. You talk the word. He's telling Joshua, listen, if you don't have this coming out your mouth, buddy, if you're not talking the right things, pretty soon you're going to talk something else and you're going to get yourself in trouble. Listen, if you ain't talking the right stuff, pretty soon that's when the murmuring, griping, complaining, 
Remember, Joshua was the one that told the children of Israel before they went in to take Jericho, this wasn't God's instruction, this was his instruction to his people. Nobody talk! Because your mouth got us in trouble last time! So shut up! So nobody was allowed to talk till the seventh day when finally they went, ah! they had something to write about, right? Are you with me? I mean, literally, he knew. And so God's instructing him, you better make sure you're talking the right stuff because pretty soon you'll get overwhelmed and you'll start saying something else. Pretty soon, them doggone people, I tell you what, you always put those people around me. I just hate these people. I'm just tired of the sheep of God. I'll tell you what. People get to talking. You get around, you hang out, pretty soon it's like, they always try to tell us, make us do things. Oh, now we got to do this. Now I got to do that. Uh, I want to lead. I'm just saying, all that kind of stuff. Pretty soon you got people talking and saying, and next thing you know, he's murmuring, he's griping, he's complaining. So he says, you got to make sure you got the right stuff coming out your mouth. You got to make sure you're meditating on the right stuff. Amen. Even, even Psalms 1 tells us, amen, that you meditate on this day and night. Amen. You meditate on this word day and night. Now, that doesn't mean, in, it doesn't mean in, you know, when the sun's out, when the sun's down, although that'd be a good idea. But it means, praise God, in the good times and the bad times, what it means. Are you still with me? So no matter what, you've got to learn to not only talk it, but you've got to meditate it. Put your mind on the right things. Stay your mind on the right things. Remember, we talked the last couple of weeks. Set your mind on things above. You got to do that. You want to be profitable. You want to be successful. You want to have good success. Then you're going to have to talk it. You're going to have to think it. Amen. And you're going to have to be willing to walk it. Praise God. Willing to do. Praise God. Not to be a hearer only, it says in James 1. Amen. But a doer of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Be willing to do. Amen. Not just hear. Apply yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to have corresponding action if you want your faith to work. Amen? You can't just listen all day and say, now I have faith. you got to also apply some things. Still with me? So you got to not only, not only talk it, not only think it, but you have to be willing to do it or to walk it, praise God. And if you do that, you'll be productive. I guarantee you these are things, if you will hook up and connect to them, you will always move forward in God. Always. You will gain ground. You will latch on to your promised land. Praise God. You will have the desired results. Come on, somebody. You will have good success. Okay. Still with me? Last one. Everybody say, woo! Here we go. Last one for today. Verse 9. Have I not suggested to you Have I not encouraged you to? Have I not begged you? No. Have I not commanded you? Says it again for the third time. Be, this is in nine verses. This is the third time he said it in nine verses. Be strong and have good courage. But then he adds something to this one. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
So what can we draw out of this? Now, granted, I mean, all these verses, I guarantee you we can get more than just one out of each verse. But I, I think if we can get just these nine things and just hook up and connect, I guarantee you we can get somewhere. Praise God. So here's what I'm going to bring out in verse 9. All right? Stay fear-free. Okay? Stay free of fear. Okay? All right? That means stop worrying. Stop panicking. Stop with the insecurity. Knock it off. Come on. Stop with letting the enemy terrorize you and things and intimidate you about things. Stay free of fear. Free, uh, pardon me, fear, the word says, uh, is, is, is a tormentor. Fear is not what anything that you want. Nobody, in fact, I, probably on what, just a month back, I think I did a, a message on fear, I think dealing with fear, right? And if you really stop and you think about it, fear is really a perverted faith is all it is. It's like the opposite of, of faith in God. Fear is the opposite. Because what you're doing now is you've got more belief in something bad happening than something good happening. Uh, one brother said it this way, um, See, fear tolerated, I think is what it said. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. So the more you tolerate fear, the more you contaminate your faith. See, it's hard to gain any ground in anything if you're going to panic about everything. The Lord says, even be anxious for nothing. Stop it. You don't have to be, you don't have to be anxious about, you know, stop worrying. I mean, that's, that, was, that was a commandment of Jesus. Do not worry. And we go, well, now, wait a minute. It's okay to worry a little bit because, you know, this is my little dumplings, and I need to worry about my little dumplings. And, you know, I'll tell you what, somebody, somebody don't worry about them. I mean, if I don't worry about them, somebody ain't, nobody's going to worry about them. I'll tell you what, somebody's got to worry about them. All right, Grammy, settle down. <laughs> All you're doing is giving place to the enemy. You do any study on fear, and you'll find out all you do through fear is give an open door for the enemy. Okay? Remember what the thing I have feared the most has come upon me. That's a principle because it's perverted faith. You're believing for it, you're believing that bad's gonna happen, you're believing the worst. And where two agree as touching anything, it shall be given. Nowhere in there does it say where two agree as touching good things, they shall have. No, no, no. Where two agree as touching anything, who are you going to get in agreement with? Well, you get, you get under fear. You're just getting in agreement with the wrong side, I'll tell you that much. And pretty soon what we're doing now, we're giving place for the enemy and he comes in and ransacks your house, ransacks your life, ransacks your marriage, ransacks your kids, ransacks your finance, ransacks your business, ransacks your health and all. Yeah, I might have said that twice. But anyway, but it's doubly important. Anyway, the point is don't give place to the enemy. 2 Timothy 1.7, last verse for today. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Huh, right? One brother said it this way. I can't remember now. I'd give him credit if I remember who did it. But uh, fear paralyzes our potential for progress. 
Fear paralyzes our potential for progress. And we're talking about moving forward and taking ground. So you start giving in to fear, now you've, you've, now you've messed up that process, right? You cut off your potential. So power, love, and a sound mind. That's what God's given you. So what does that mean? Well, you don't have to give in to fear. Instead, amen, remember, He gives us strength of might to overcome any obstacle we face. Power, dunamis, dunamis, miracle-working power. You have nothing to fear. Instead, you've got miracle-working power at your disposal. So no matter what you're dealing with, dunamis, or dunamis, depending on how, you know, hallelujah, it's available. So which means anytime dunamis, dunamis shows up, whatever it was that was trying to bring fear has got to back up, right, or be removed. Love, okay, um, Strength of confidence is what that brings, okay? Love is actually the word agape, which means unconditional love. So he's not only giving you power, he's giving you love, right? Come on, somebody. Which means he's got your back, right? For God so loved the world. I mean, he loved you when you were a rank sinner. And for some reason, we get saved and we go, oh, he probably don't like me no more. I mean, I, I, the Christians are notorious for this. No, love, agape, it's unconditional. So you can have strength of confidence to take on anything that you're called to do, any assignment that God has placed in front of you, anything that God has aimed you toward or directed you towards, you can take it on. Why? Because the love of God is there. My God's got me, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, God really loves me. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm his favorite. But you, know, you guys might be, you know, maybe down the list a little bit, but I'm his favorite. I thought I'd get a little fight out of you. Yeah, no fight. Oh, yeah, probably. You're right, Pastor. Uh, probably like 72 or something. Oh, you should say, hey, I'm his favorite too. Amen, right? In fact, the scripture even says that. It says you're the elect of God. So that means his favorite. So he's got a lot of favorites. So. You can have strength of confidence because God's got your back. That's what he's trying to tell Joshua. Listen, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you, man. Come on, you lean on me, move toward me, believe in me. Hey, I got your back. All right? So love, power, love. And what was the last one? Sound mind. It's like, woo. Boy, we need that one. Because that's where the battle is. Right? Strength of mind. Come on. Because why? Because that's where the warfare is. So God's not giving me a spirit of fear. He's giving me power. He's giving me love. He's giving me a sound mind. I don't have to cower to this or cave to that. I don't fear this or fear that. I don't have to worry about intimidation by the enemy. I don't have to fear the fact that what's going to happen if this or that or this goes on. What about the economy? Oh. Who's going to be president? I mean, it really, to be honest, you know, I mean, when it really comes down to it, I, I serve a higher power, man. I mean, his name's Jesus. Come on, somebody. Yeah, you still got to vote. Yeah, you are, because you're going to be accountable for that one. 
Come on, somebody. That's it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Trudy, for keeping me balanced. Now sit down and be quiet. I'm, I'm preaching here. I'm going to hear about that one later. I'm in trouble. Hallelujah. Come on, the point is this, right? I mean, it doesn't matter what goes on around you. We got a God that's got our back. So even if everything else seems to try to go squirrely or go haywire, I still walk in, in the blessing, in the favor of God, protected and covered. Under the hoopah, right? The covering, right? Did you get something today? Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Why don't you all stand up? Praise the Lord. Appreciate you letting me finish that. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory today. It's hallelujah. Thank you for a people of God that had an ear to hear today and a heart to receive. And thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're a move forward, take ground people. Praise God. Walking in our promised land. Hallelujah. Walking in the blessing and walking in the favor of God. And hallelujah. We have an ear to hear you and a willingness to follow you. And Father, we give you praise. Forgive us for the times that we kind of went and did our own thing. Ended up in a little bit of trouble, but we appreciate your forgiveness and your mercy and your compassion on us. And we forget, we give praise for the blood of Jesus that covers us. Hallelujah. That you're faithful and you're just to forgive. We receive that and we thank you for it. But Lord, we choose to do this thing right. Amen lean on you and trust in you in every way. We give you praise and glory. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you, praising God.